This podcast is made possible by listeners like you and by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest and fastest way to make a podcast. I'm no tech genius, and I had very little funds or help when putting together my podcast, and Anchor saved the day. For one, it's free. That was a biggie for me. And has creation tools for you to record, edit, or even import your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You get to start earning before your podcast even gets a huge following. It's literally everything you need to create your podcast all in one place. Don't wait. Start your podcast with the ease of the Anchor app. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Always remember you're beautiful, Lola. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage podcast, a podcast about every stage of motherhood and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I discuss how life life, motherhood is unpredictable. Each week, I dive into topics that mothers go through in every stage. Whether you're trying to conceive, a first-time mom, a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, or somewhere in between, there's something here for everyone. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready, because the awkward mom stage starts now. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. I'm your host, Lola Nicole, and today we'll be discussing something that I feel a lot of people and a lot of my friends actually can say they've gone through or they're currently going through right now, which is trying to stay positive when you're going through a negative or rough time in your life. For me especially, I feel I went through one of the hardest years of my life in 2019, Through that hard time, I saw that sometimes the closest people to you can be the most negative. At times, it was really hard for me to stay positive in the middle of all the negativity around me. It makes it so hard to go through what you're going through when the people that should be supporting you are the ones that aren't supporting you and they're actually making things worse. Now, let me just say, I do have, you know, a few people that I can trust and that I can talk to that are very close to me, but a vast majority of the people that I thought would be supportive were not very supportive. They make you feel like what you're doing or what you're going through doesn't matter or what you want to do or what you're trying to do or whatever is wrong for whatever reason or it's not working out because it's just, you know, not for you or whatever they feel in their mind they project it onto you. Now, sometimes the negativity that's coming from the people that should be positive and supporting you is just their own fears projecting onto you. They look at what you're doing or what you're trying to do or whatever the case may be or the situation you're going through and they're like, well, you know, I couldn't do XYZ or I don't feel like you should have done XYZ. So it didn't work out for you because, you know, of that's how I feel whatever. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot to just look the other way or to say, you know, screw you to whoever, you know, is being negative. Um, when they're hurting you mentally and emotionally, you know, because you feel they should be the main ones there for you in your time of need. But sometimes that's just not the case. 
And for some people, they don't have anyone at all. Like there's not even one person they can turn to or for whatever reason, you know, they're on their own fully, 100%. Now, I feel it is extremely important for you to find at least one person you can talk to that will, you know, kind of point you in the right direction for negativity or or positivity, I mean, for whatever, you know, the situation is that you're going through. Me personally, therapy has done wonders for me. You don't have to be crazy to go to therapy, okay? I don't know who made up that narrative, but it's not a real thing, all right? My therapist was a godsend, and I probably would have, you know, gone down a totally different path without her. Now, there are some people that do literally have no one and they have to go through whatever it is they're going through alone because the people around them are all negative so I feel like this will help those people and the people that you know have a few people or one person or whatever that helps them through things but a majority of the people around them are negative first and foremost as hard as it is to keep reminding yourself that this too shall pass it's just something you have to do obviously no one wants generic quotes being thrown at them through a tough time trust me I've had plenty of those but in all seriousness it will pass (laughs) as seen and heard many times in quotes and on Instagram and whatever it may pass like a kidney stone but it will pass okay Basically, whatever you're going through, it won't last forever. Now, obviously, if you're grieving a loss or, you know, someone passed, obviously, that is never going to go away. But the pain and, you know, sadness will dull a little and you will be able to move on, you know, with your life. As hard as it may be, that will take a little bit longer than, you know, something like financial or a relationship or something like that. Now, finances, relationship troubles, family troubles, building a business that you have no support on, whatever the problem is, eventually you can figure it out one way or another. It may be hard at first, but you need to step back and assess the situation. And this is something that I have a very hard time doing sometimes. If something comes up and it basically throws a monkey wrench in my plans, I automatically freak out. Now, my husband is really good at, you know, figuring things out without freaking out. Me, on the other hand, no ma'am. I will freak out, cry, say my life is over, you know, the whole to do. You have to try and not let your emotions get in the way of the facts. Isolate the actual facts that are in front of you. Like, what's the issue? Let's take out the emotion and the feelings that you're being distracted by and you'll find a solution or a way out of the situation much faster than, you know, freaking out about it like I do. And then just being like, I can't figure it out, whatever. It's it's never going to change. Normally, if I'm having an issue or there's a situation going on or whatever, I will turn to, you know, the people that I can trust 
and they will be the ones to be like, okay, girl, like, I get that you're having an issue, but let's just figure out the facts. Because at the end of the day, you want to have a clear mind to figure your issue out. Grieving a loss is something that will take time. You know, it's not going to pass in a, a week, a month. It could take a very long time, especially, you know, if it's a child or a family, very close family member, you know, things like that are different, but, you know, finances, relationship troubles, family troubles, building a business that you have no support on, whatever the problem is, eventually you can figure it out one way or another. It may be hard at first, but you need to step back and assess the situation. Try not to let your emotions get in the way of the facts. Isolate the actual facts that are in front of you. Like, what's the issue? You know, don't take the emotion out of it. Let your actual brain do the work. Because I feel like when we put emotions and feelings and everything into it, it just makes things 10 times harder, at least for me anyway. Now I'll use my situation as an example. When I got pregnant with our fourth child, we were going through huge life changes. Finances were tight. Jobs were changing, family changes, and we were also trying to figure out what state we would want to move to um, that would be the best for us for our financial situation to improve. We were also having issues in our own marriage, mainly because the family issues that we were dealing with were interfering in how we communicated in our marriage. And that miscommunication and that disconnect that we were having and the hurt that we were both feeling we were kind of taking that out on each other um as far as you know attitudes not speaking the silent treatment was a huge thing um for us just really not connecting and not helping the situation so naturally when I found out I was pregnant we weren't trying we weren't thinking about having a fourth at the time None of that. It just happened. And, you know, that's fine. Um, we're married. We've been married. It's whatever. You know, eventually we wanted another child, but we just were not planning for that child right then. I've always wanted a big family of my own, you know, a close-knit family where we could all be together, do family stuff, take trips, the cheesy matching family photos, outfits, trips to the mountains, you name it, that's what I wanted. But we, you know, again, we're not trying, nor did we plan this pregnancy for right then. We did not think it was going to happen anytime soon. So I cried, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, like we have so much going on right now. So many huge changes. So many things are happening. So I reached out to a close family member, you know, told them how I felt and, you know, everything, thinking that, you know, this is a safe space. I can vent to this person and they're going to be, you know, totally helpful, you know, and comforting, whatever. Instead of comfort and encouragement, it was mostly judgment and questions of why didn't I tie my tubes after my third child and, you know, things like that. So naturally I was even more sad and I felt even more shitty and I was like, well, great. Now what? And then I reached out to my best friend, told her what was going on. Obviously, after I had already told my husband that I was pregnant, you know, she was just like, okay, you're a grown adult. You know, you're already a mom. You wanted a big family. Your husband's not, you know, running out the door. 
you'll be fine. Like this will be fine. Forget, you know, what that person said. Like that is a terrible, you know, question, first of all. And second of all, like what kind of judgment is that? What kind of help is that? None. So I was like, you know, you're right. Um, I'll talk to my therapist about it. So we went, we actually, uh, Kevin and I actually went to marriage counseling. You know, we sat down with a counselor, told her what was going on, told her how our relationship was going, told her what we needed to work on, so on and so forth. And with the help of our marriage counselor and the help of my own therapist and my own sessions, I worked through that. We worked through it together. We got better on our communication. I began to find my own voice, stand up for myself more. Um, And I feel like in the midst of me, of this, you know, surprise pregnancy and of me going to therapy and really working on myself and no longer wanting to be a doormat and no longer just wanting to take what people said and not think for myself. I feel like people were already kind of like, wait a minute, what's happening? Like, this is all new. Like, she's never been combative or spoken up and disagreed or whatever. You know, she's always just taken what I said and not questioned it. And now that I was questioning things and like, wait, you know, is this right? Um, Is this how I should feel? So on and so forth. It was almost as if people were upset because I was finding my own voice. It wasn't, I mean, now that I look back on it, it wasn't shocking that they would be, you know, lashing out, saying certain things to me. But at the time, it was just like, okay, but I'm I'm working on myself. I'm doing so much better. Why are they not, you know, excited for me? You just have to know that a lot of times when people spew negativity or when people are just very negative about a situation that you know in your mind isn't you know some life-altering life-shattering thing to where like you know you can't figure it out or get through it or it's not a terrible thing if it's something you want to do and it's not like you know murder or some craziness then you're fine okay don't let other people's opinions stop you from doing the things that you want to do because you'll never get them done if you're constantly thinking well this person said and what are they gonna think and blah 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 it's crap get that out your mind that will also slow you down in trying to be positive and moving forward in any situation let me just say I'm a huge advocate of therapy I feel like without marriage counseling without personal therapy I would not be where I am today I wouldn't have the voice that I have right now I wouldn't be able to speak up I wouldn't be able to think about certain things and how I feel I would just continue taking other people's word for it and that's no way to live so back to the situation you know we were working it out we had better we were practicing better communication we were working on things at home and you know we moved forward we were getting excited about the baby we had our gender reveal even though I was really rooting for a boy at the time we were having another girl and you know whatever Oh, it's like a small blip 
you know, it's not like a forever thing. Obviously, it doesn't matter what the gender is. I'm going to love my child no matter what. So that was like a short like, oh, darn it. I wanted a boy, but maybe next time. Now, my husband's still, you know, a little iffy on certain things. Um, but I know for a fact without therapy, I probably would have been dead by now. Like, no joke. That's not an exaggeration. I just feel like for me, I needed a positive, safe space to go to express everything I was feeling to an unbiased outside party who could just look at my situation, listen to what I was saying, and give me actual, factual help. Not quotes, not this is how I feel you should do it, this is what I feel, blah, 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 blah. It was, this is these are the facts, this is what's going on, this is what you need to do. Stop bullshitting. Get it together. We continued to work, you know, in therapy. We continue to move forward with our plans to move. We, you know, just continued living our lives, continued moving forward in a positive, uplifted manner. We were able to separate our emotions and look at the bigger picture. Like, you know, what do we want What's going on right now? Is this working? How do we, what do we do for a better outcome? And we just, you know, went with that. So life went on. Nothing would have gotten done if we would have just sat there continuing the same pattern with no plan. Continuing the silent treatment and, you know, whatever. And just letting that negativity eat away at us. It would have been terrible. So things went on, you know, um, everything was fine. We picked out our name and, you know, we're starting to, we did our registry and just really, you know, moving forward with life. So things were going quite well, you know, and then of course life likes to go and throw a wrench in your plans. So I miscarried. There's that up and down that I was talking about. You never know when it's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. And also head over to the podcast, Instagram, and Facebook and give us a follow. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So when I miscarried in June of last year, the things that were said to me by family members, no less, were things like, why didn't you tie your tubes after your third child? Now this happened, are you going to tie your tubes now? Well, maybe it's for the best because remember that day you were crying when all the kids were just all over the place and at each other's throat and you were just at your wit's end and you called crying saying you shouldn't have been a mother. Now, let me just say, I've talked to more than one mom and I feel like that's like a, an everyday occurrence for a lot of parents. I, mean, I wouldn't say an everyday occurrence, but every day there is a parent having that same thought or feeling or hiding in a closet and crying. You know, it happens, especially if you have multiple children. Sometimes kids are assholes. They get on your nerves and you're just like, oh my gosh, maybe I should not have done this because these kids are going to kill me. That in no way means that you're a bad mom. You shouldn't have been a mom. 
you shouldn't have more kids, you know, none of that. That just means that day, that point in time, you were having an issue, you weren't feeling well, you whatever, and you needed someone to vent to. It's normal. It's natural. It's just like people that get married and one day they love their spouse and the next day they're ready to push them out the car on the freeway. You know what I'm saying? Like it just happens. Every day is not going to be magical. It's not going to be a day at Disney. Okay. So anyone that's venting to you about being a parent or just not being able to handle things, just sit and listen with an open e- with open ears and an open heart and actually give them real actual advice. Don't use it as ammunition later on to tell them to talk to them about it later, you know? It's perfectly normal. It's a perfectly normal breakdown. I've been in many mom groups and I've seen the same thing. It's normal. And if you're the person that someone is coming to to vent, unless they have, you know, extreme serious issues that you know of that you're just like, maybe you should, you know, see someone. I think that it's you're in a toxic situation, whatever. If it's something like that, sure, try and intervene as calmly and nicely as possible and get them help. But don't sit there and judge them because that's bullshit. Don't use it as ammunition later. If you feel like you can't control yourself, just don't say anything at all. Just be like, you know what? I'm probably not the one you should vent to because I have no idea how to handle your emotions. I can't relate. And then point them in the direction of, I don't know, a therapist or someone else because it's not okay to make anyone feel like shit for confiding in you in their most vulnerable state. Then I got, you know, an even better response, which was, well, maybe God had this happen because you aren't financially stable enough. You know, do you have college funds for all of your kids? I don't know where people get the gall to say the things that they say to people, especially when they're going through something, especially something like a miscarriage or a loss of a child. It's just, I feel people just have word vomit. They just have to say something and it doesn't matter what it is. They just say whatever the heck they want and they just, they they can't control themselves. But I mean, honestly, I really don't care. Especially in a time of grief, no one wants to hear your bullshit that you try and pass off as helpful words. It's not helpful. Just a heads up. It's hurtful and destructive and it should never be said. Someone losing a child does not happen because your God feels like, eh, she doesn't have as much money as I feel she should or... When she was in her 20s and a young mom and wife or she needed help for, you know, a year or whatever, she didn't want to, she couldn't afford the $300 a week child care that she needed. So she needed me to help her watch her kid, whatever the situation is, it doesn't matter. Keep your mouth shut if you don't have anything helpful or nice to say. Someone losing a child does not happen because your God feels like, eh, she doesn't have as much money as I feel she should. Or when she was in her 20s and a young mom and wife, she needed help for a year while she was working full time and going to school. And that was four years ago, but it could happen again. Remember that time she was living paycheck to paycheck? Mm, That could possibly happen again. So I think I'm just going to kill her kid. She'll understand, right? It's not a real thing. Unless someone's coming to to you asking you to pay their bills for them, 
or just dropping their kids off and not coming back for, you know, whatever. Don't worry about their finances and don't worry about how many kids they're having. Because obviously, if they're dropping them out, they're going to take care of them. Mind your business. Mind you, I get by. My kids are kind of spoiled. Even when I don't have it, I figure out how to get it. You know what I'm saying? So they aren't wanting for nothing. Might I add, no one's ever paid our bills for us. No one's paying our rent or anything like that. So there wasn't, you know, any reason for finances to really be brought up like that. Also, there's drug addicts and people who abuse the welfare system daily, people who abuse their children, the list goes on, and they pop kids out like Tic Tacs. So I'm just gonna say that your baby living or dying is not a direct reflection of your bank account or your morals or life or any of that. While dealing with a late miscarriage, my husband was also changing jobs. He was closing down his shop and going to work at a regular, uh, I guess you could say regular job. I don't know. He wasn't going to be a business owner anymore. He was going to be working for someone else. So that way he had better hours and it was just a little easier. And being in Florida at the time, it was just too much of an overhead and too much of an expense to carry on the kind of business he was running and, you know, make ends meet. So we decided that he was going to get, you know, a regular job for now. And then when we figured out what state we were going to move to, we would, you know, figure it out from there. I also wasn't able to go back to work after my miscarriage. Um, my therapist agreed that I should take some time off. And when I requested the time off, it just wasn't something that my um, job wanted to do at the time. So I just was told to reapply when I was ready to come back. On top of that, my teenage daughter didn't want to move to Georgia. That was the state we picked to move to, obviously, because that's where we are now. And certain family members, once again, did not have my side or see the big picture. So it was just a big mess, a big, huge mess. Naturally, there would have been many reasons for me to just wallow in negativity and pity. And for a little bit, I did. You know, I was just devastated, just crying all the time, just ready to give up. And just, I just couldn't see past my own hand you know it was just it was a lot but again I had to really sit and think what's going on right now what can't be changed so that I can move on to what can be changed what's the problem and what's the solution or outcome I'm looking for I worked hard on myself I wasn't about to let others tear me down or tear that down again change know when you're working on yourself some of the changes you're gonna make are gonna be jarring to people especially if those people were a large part of your life or for a long period in your life they were just kind of you know making decisions for you or telling you what you should do and you were just kind of going along with it in the very beginning since I was a young mom I had a lot more hands in the pot in the raising of my first child than I should have. I learned that later on in life. Now, not to say that, you know, I didn't need help or I didn't want help in the beginning, but it's just a matter of how you help, you know? 
But when you finally get a voice and you finally start to, you know, push back and challenge certain things, it's jarring to people. You know, they're like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, one minute she was perfectly fine with everything that I was saying and now she's questioning it. What's going on here? I don't like it. It's going to happen. But if you want to live and be happy and actually doing the things that you want to do in life and living the life you want to live, you have to find that voice. You have to be able to push through the negativity, push through the pushback because there will be pushback. People will lash out at you. They will say things to you and try and gaslight you and, you know, make you feel like what you're doing or the decisions you're making are incorrect when in actuality you're just literally trying to live your life you know and also sometimes people project their fears onto you so you saying I'm gonna you know move here and start a business and do xyz for them that seems so far-fetched and out of the way and there's going to be huge bumps in the road and uncertainties which I mean there's uncertainties with regular regular jobs every day you know it's just there's a little less uncertainty because there's a little less work involved you literally just you know fill out your application do your interview and work for somebody else to build their dream so of course naturally people are going to you know, jump back and be like, "Mm, no, that's not a good idea. That's not safe. That's not this. That's not that. You have to know that you, this is what you want to do. You know, this is your truth. You have to speak your truth. You have to open your mouth and say, no, this is what I want to do. If you're not on board with it, then I'm going to have to leave you in the dust. You know what I'm saying? Get on board or get off. Okay. But I feel like all in all, that's really the main thing is just trying, sitting back and figuring out what the issue is, figuring out what needs to be done to solve it, and then figuring out how you're going to solve it. I recently had paperwork that I thought was filed, the person that was supposed to file it, said it was filed. It was not. There was still more money that had to be spent, more paperwork that had to be done, more time that had to be waited for, you know, what I, more time that I had to wait for what I needed to be done. Naturally, when I found out, I freaked out. Literally cried my lashes off, okay? (laughs) was a nightmare again I had to sit back and think what's the situation what needs to be done to solve it how can I solve it I talked to my husband and my best friend about it they both you know kind of said the same thing like calm down okay because you're really doing the most Stop freaking out. Yes, it's a it's a wrench in your plans again, but it can be solved. It's not life-threatening. You're going to lose a limb. It's fine. 
So I want you to take from my situation and my issues the fact that things can be fixed, things can be solved. You can stay positive in the midst of negativity. I will say that trying to get closer to my spirituality and learning you know about me and who I am and what I want and things that I need and everything kind of made things a lot easier for me a lot better um it made it easier for me to kind of separate myself from the situation and see what it is that I really needed to do to fix. I will say that I did, you know, read some books, some blogs, some self-help things, things of that nature to kind of, you know, get me through because it can be hard. Another thing you need to do to focus on your positivity and separate yourself from negativity is do just that. Separate yourself from those people from that situation now you know obviously if it's someone that you're living with it's going to be a little bit harder but you're just really going to have to focus on putting on those blinders and looking at the big picture and I mean if it you know if it's like a roommate or something look for a new roommate don't say anything work towards getting out of that situation and just get yourself out of it don't tell them, don't say anything, don't be like, oh, if you don't stop the negativity, I'm going to leave. No, just keep your mouth shut, focus on the goal, go towards that goal, achieve the goal. Then they'll know you're leaving when you're packing up your stuff and you're leaving and you're walking out, you know what I'm saying? Pack up and leave when they're at work if you don't want to leave when they're there, you know? Whatever you have to do to get out of that situation as fast as possible, as quiet as possible, with the least amount of negativity as possible, do that. I hope this little story time helped you, you know, know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, know that everyone isn't perfect. Everyone goes through something. And know that your situation is fixable, figure outable, just, you know, you can get through it. There are ways to get out of a shitty situation. Obviously, if it's a more dangerous situation or something like that, it's going to take a little more time. It's going to take a little more help. But just something that I've learned, make your moves in silence. You do not have to tell everyone what you're doing. Okay. That's the quickest way to have your plan derailed is when you're out blabbing off about what you're going to do and yada, yada, yada. Because they're like, oh, okay, this is what she plans to do. I'm going to step on, I'm going to get in front of her every step of the way. I'm going to make sure that I can lull her into what I want her to do or him, you know, you. Just make sure that you are focused on what you want so that you can go towards achieving what you want to achieve. You know, you aren't alone. There are people that are trying to move forward and trying to be positive and they have negative people in front of them every step of the way that they just have to, you know, get around. And it it's possible. You know, I did it. I'm finally 
here in Georgia. No. It took 15 years, but I did it. You know, I moved. I finally got up, got the strength and courage to be like, you know what? I want something different. I want to try something new. It's not like they're going to, you know, shut down Florida and I'm never going to be able to get back in. Anybody can get into Florida, you know what I'm saying? I want to do something different. I wanted to build a life that was better for me and my kids and my family. And that's what I'm doing. And you can too. You can do whatever it is that you're trying to do. It took me 15 years to move out of Georgia because I just kept opening my mouth and telling people my plans. Not realizing at the time that those people were the ones that were derailing my progress. Because I just kept, I just wouldn't shut up. I just, oh yeah, you know, I really want to move here. I want to do this. I want to do X, Y, Z and every step of the way. "Mm, Well, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure that's a good idea? X, Y, Z could happen. What about blah, blah, blah? Maybe you shouldn't. And then it just plants those little seeds of doubt. Like, "Mm, you know what? Maybe they're right. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I'll wait a little longer. And then 15 years later, I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Shut your mouth. Do what it is you're trying to do and stop blabbing. Just shut up. Focus on what you have to do and do it. Write it down. Journal it. Do whatever. Just stop telling people your plans especially maybe you're not even aware of where the negativity is coming from or like what is derailing your progress or whatever or bringing in more negativity I'm not quite sure how you wouldn't know where the negativity was coming from but maybe you've got your blinders on and if that is the case just shut up don't say anything unless you have those people in your life that you can go to and you know for a fact that they're giving you positive feedback And when I say positive feedback, no, I don't mean that they're just like, yeah, girl, do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you, yep, do that. Yeah, that works. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not saying have a yes man or a yes woman. I'm saying if those people are not pointing you in a positive direction and uplifting you and cheering you on and, you know, really having your back, just shut up. Don't say anything work towards what it is you're trying to do and do it so I really hope that this podcast episode I really hope this episode was a great one for you I look forward to the next episode I hope you do too and thanks so much for listening thanks for joining me this week on the awkward mom stage podcast while you're at it if you're enjoying the show I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on spotify or share this podcast with a friend Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to give the show a follow on Instagram and Facebook so you're always up to date on the latest podcast news in the next episode. As always, be sure to tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Happy hump day! This has been another episode of the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. I hope you have an awesome week and always remember you're beautiful. Lola.